Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bakay, hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Bakay. This is Toby. This is Jasmine. This is Sophie. And this is actually the last episode that we're going to record in-house for the foreseeable future, all three of us. But we're super excited to talk about representation in TV, because I'm sure you guys have all kind of seen how, for the first time in a long time, we're finally not only seeing racial diversity, but we're seeing it across all the different races, and even um, sexual orientation, and all sorts of different representations of different groups of people and TV is finally starting to look like the real world and so we're going to talk about some of the shows that we've kind of seen and movies embody all these different characteristics so do you guys want to start things off yes um so first and foremost queer eye if you guys have not watched queer eye yet toby get <laughs> with it like oh i cannot rave enough about it i cannot say and like, I can't say it's enough good things about it. It's just TV show. It's just so refreshing. Um, Queer Eye is just a really refreshing um, forum in the media right now because it's it's one of those feel good uplifting shows. You know, mm-hmm. you watch the show and you can't help but like connect with these people. Uh, like, Wait, and still- explain it for the people who haven't watched. Okay, it. so if you haven't watched Queer Eye, so essentially it's it's five it's five gay guys: um, Anthony, Tan, Jonathan. Bobby and Karamo and they each have like a category of life that they are have an expertise in and they go in and so someone so normally no there's actually I'm not going to say that because there's been tons of different orientations that were um you know that were featured yeah there's like a lot of history in it like it used to be called Queer Eye for the straight guy because like this was like an original tv show like back in like 2000 and then like Netflix got a hold of it and like remade it again so now it's like a Netflix original and so now that's how like it used to be just for like straight men but now the tv show has straight men it has women in there there has like there's maybe a little bit of a trans folk in there as well so it's for everybody they're 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 basically just helping out anyone that needs a little makeover in their lives so um they go they go to like a, a a town, a small town, or like a major city, and then because um, like right now they're filming season three in Kansas City. Um, but thank God, yeah. So what they do? So someone gets nominated by like someone that loves them in their lives that they believe that they just need a makeover. You know, they're they're stuck in a in a rut in their life. You know, they're. Things. It's, like, more than a makeover. That's, like, their thing. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, like, yeah, you have Tan doing clothes. You know, you have Anthony teaching them quick, easy recipes to feature in their lives. You Because it's, like, dads and single men as well. Yeah, you have Jonathan um, helping out with, like, hygiene, how to take better care of yourself. You have Bobby doing interior design for their home. So, he's flipping oh, their entire environment, which I think so. is one of the most, like, important um, and it's so like task. one. It's like when you're watching the show, like yes, like a haircut might transcend their look and everything. But like Bobby flips, like makes her home. It's like the most drastic change. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Like, it's like jaw it's dropping. Environment. Yeah, it's jaw like dropping. it's your environment. You feel better. You do better when you're living better. Mm-hmm. And then Karamo, you know, really he's his, the culture his, guy. Yeah, he's the culture one. So he gets involved with like their lives and their lifestyles, and he he tries to help them figure out why they're still stuck in this rut. You know, he tries to give them expertise and advice and how to move forward and how to progress and be a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, overall, it's just a really good feel-good show. Um, it's really refreshing to watch because I know, like, in the because like, luckily right now we're living in a time that's more progressive where um, the LGBT community, LGBTQ plus community is give are we're we're listening to them more. They're 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 being given. Um, there's just more room 
for equality and there's people are becoming more accepting of who they are so I think this show is just refreshing to finally give like to give them a positive platform to be like yeah these gay men are a part of this community but like look at how look at how well they're able to connect with everybody you know look at how well well put together they are and just and like look at like the impact that they're trying to make in these people's lives you know that they're just genuine good people too and that like their label in society shouldn't be the definition yeah, like their of sexual they are. orientation yeah. is not what's defining them also like i think the first two seasons were filmed in georgia mm-hmm. so it was definitely the south and like they were um have helped out Trump supporters and people of, like, a little bit more conservative backgrounds, and it's, like, it kind of comes full circle in the sense of, like, once you watch the TV show, like, someone that was a little bit more conservative and their thoughts are, like, oh, I don't, like, see them for, like, their sexual orientation, but I see them as who they are, and that's, like, how our society needs to be progressing, because, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're an astronaut or if you're a firefighter or if you're straight or if you're gay, like, it doesn't matter, like, those are things that, like, isn't defined, like, who necessarily, like, who you should be seen as um, just because of like who you love and also queer has had a huge acceptance throughout like our society and like it's definitely like changed like the culture of like in the LGBTQ community um, and the representation within the media they their Emmys just occurred and they like were nominated for four Emmys and like won three Damn. and they like outbeat really big reality TV shows like The Voice and Shark Tank so I think that's like the fact that they are like have they're, they even though they've had two seasons, I think they've only been around for like a year and a half or so. Because like season one, season two, like literally came out within like two weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're filming season three right now, but it's definitely it just had like a, it has a really big following. Um, and then like Karamo is like an African ma- um, African American male man, or yeah, African American male gay man. And then you have like Tan, who's like British, but like his ethnicity is also like mixed as well. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just it's it. There's diversity within that group, and then it, their orientation like some are single, some are dating, some are married, some have kids, some have, don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show that they are like are like fit regardless of like what parts of their lives that they're in. Like Karamo's back. I think like we talked about it, but Karamo's backstory is like so insane. Like he has like a biological son, because when he was hadn't came out yet he like him and his like girlfriend at the time had gotten pregnant and like the son was like in an unfit home and so he ended up adopting his son and then he ended up adopting his son's half brother and so he like raised like these like two like kids in the state that he was in you know like and he's just he's just an incredible person and like then you go on and then you're watching him on the show and you're like oh my god like like you exist and he's also like super gorgeous yeah they're all gorgeous (laughs) like Like, I don't have a favorite I don't have a favorite I don't have a favorite either like I I have the biggest crush on Anthony but I love Tan that's what everybody says I know but Karamo is so beautiful (laughs) and amazing Karamo's like not on earthly level right and then Jonathan is just I love Jonathan's personality he, he is quirky, he's funny, he's a bad yeah. bitch, we and love And they have different bodies, yes. body shapes too. Like. Yes, and Bobby is, just, Bobby is just so sweet, such a good person, mm-hmm. has this beautiful eye for mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. that, uh, like, his and artistry... And Bobby's husband his, is Asian. Uh, yes. Like, we have, like, a mixed family, like, it's just, oh. Yes, we love, we love all five <laughs> love of you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, and, like, the TV show itself, the way that it's structured is, like, super, like modern as well i'm excited to see like what kansas city is going to be like because now that they've gotten like the popularity that they have right now mm-hmm. like um it's just going to be insane like when they were i feel like when they were filming for like atlanta um 
like Georgia area. Yeah. Like they weren't like super big, but like now like they're like fucking huge. Popping. So I'm excited to see and like I've had so many people like, oh my god, like yeah, like I was like at Target and I like ran into Bobby and I was like, yeah. how did you have this luck? <laughs> no, I know a girl that ran in I know of a girl that ran into um, Jonathan and Anthony at like a cafe and she just videotaped them but didn't go up and say hi. I was like I was like, why are all these people getting the chance that I deserve to meet them? I like, you didn't even say hi? Like you can say hi to them. Like, yeah. yeah, I want to be able to like, be my cool. Right. I'm like, what? Right. You guys are like amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to Queer Eye. If you guys haven't seen that yet, Eight minutes do it. <laughs> right. I know the first nine minutes of this podcast. Um, but moving forward to. I like how it's all Netflix. Netflix is pretty yeah. pretty. Yeah, awesome. Netflix is popping. That's it for the last but Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, Netflix, Hulu, all these originals are really changing the media landscape. But I know that all the media networks are kind of shaking in their boots. So it's like, yeah. what's next? Right. Yeah. But moving on to, to all the boys I love before. Sophie, do you want to start off? I know we both watched it. I like. So it's a Netflix original. It's based off of a book. Yeah. Um, the ma- I don't know what the... She wasn't supposed to be, apparently, because... Sorry to interrupt no, you, but no, you know, no, like, no, one I'm... of my best friends like, grew up like reading these books, and so when the movie came out, she was like really excited, but apparently they got the races wrong. Well, she yeah, she's supposed to be Korean. Korean. Yeah. yeah, but... She, Korea she is taking over anyone. Like, she's definitely... She wasn't Korean. No. She wasn't Korean, but she they was... definitely had Korean references in yeah. the movie. Um, but it, regardless, it's still like a minority within... Yeah. Media. But um, we have an Asian female lead. Hello. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But that's how I feel like it is always with like teen movies. Yeah. So whatever. But it was supposed to be like a... What's crazy was that... Not crazy, but like super representative of how culture is now is that it was a mixed like half Asian, yeah. half white family. Yes. Yeah, yes. 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 So her uh, siblings were both... The yeah. The people that they were actually half white. Half yeah. Family. And the, the, the movie is just super well made for like... Because, you know, sometimes with, like, teen rom-coms, it can kind of be a little bit too cheesy. Yeah. I think that the actual cinematography was well um, done. I liked the storyline of it. And it definitely is, like, of course, I'm always on Twitter. It definitely has gotten a lot of love from Twitter, especially because, like, K-pop, the whole K-pop movement is, like, taking over Twitter. And then you have, like, a Korean-based, like, movie, well, novel turned to movie definitely is getting yeah. a lot of love. But across all demographics. Yeah. Like, people in their 30s, like, love this movie. Like, yeah. just hit home for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. It's just, like, the the, and, the theme of love is very universal, and we yeah. can all relate and somehow apply that movie to our own lives, you know, or to our own situations in high school. And, yeah, I know. Sorry, yeah. I know, but, like... I, that doesn't mean I can appreciate it. Right, exactly. But, like, love... It's is, a good movie. Yeah, yeah. love Bottom is universal. Line. Exactly. It's a, it's a, one of those feel-good movies, again. You know, a lot of... In the media nowadays, we're not seeing a lot of, like, feel-good news or feel-good headlines and stories. So I think that's the theme of all these, you know, movies and shows we're going to be talking about. Is that Essentially, it's just... Yeah, okay. Well, right well, now... Shout-out to Noah Centineo. Sorry to interrupt you, but he blew up. I mean, he's been acting for a while. Like, he was on the... He played Jose on The Fosters, but then this Damn. movie made Damn. him... This movie made him like become the next like teen heartthrob and then he was in Sierra Burgess and Solution that didn't do as well but it just came out but like he has and he's another person of racial diversity background I'm not sure what he is but I'm pretty sure that he's either fully Hispanic or half Hispanic yeah but then it's, when was the last time we had someone who wasn't white be a teen heartthrob right like yeah. this guy is like the teen heartthrob yeah now. like if you go anywhere on the anywhere. internet like 
oh, like, Noah said to Neo, like, holding puppies, like, Noah said to Neo, like, talking yeah, about whether they were, they were, they were like, yeah, they were like, look at all these tweets and, like, how he's actually, like, a real romantic, like, not yeah. just, like, his character. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I'm like, stop. I'm this. like, the minute you I can't be obsessed with any more guys, okay? The minute that you started seeing videos, like, oh, like, Noah said to Neo talking about whether he would date a fan, that's when you know that's what you Like, would you date a fan? There was, like, a lot of, like, demographics within, like, the friends. Like, we had, like, yeah. uh, black, gay, you know, yeah. man. And there, and also, like, I think, like, going back to, like, what you said, if it reaches out to all demographics. Like, the dad, Dr. Covey, um, John Corbett or Corbett or whatever, he was, like, in, like, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He was in Serendipity. Like, all these, like, rom-coms that, like, our parents, like, watched. So I feel like that's, like, kind of reading to, like, that demographic yeah. as well. yeah. Um, it was a really good movie. Yeah. It was super cute. It was cute. And it came out around the same time as Crazy Rich Asians, so yeah. hell of a representation. Right. Yeah. Yes, I'm about it. Yes. Yes. My people. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> we talked about Crazy Rich Asians a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, but it's like a bomb-ass movie. Yeah. And you guys need to go see it. I know, still. But yeah, okay, moving on to another Netflix original on my blog. I was telling Sophie and Justin a little bit about it before we started, but if you think back to the times when we were younger, you know, elementary through high school, the different TV shows about school were all about kids that grew up in either middle class or, you know, like higher income families, so... <laughs> Everything was very suburban focused and no one really had a lot of struggle. But then you have Netflix kind of flipping the switch and making a show about four kids who are all from like black and Hispanic backgrounds living in a neighborhood similar to Compton, like going to high school and literally their reality is going to school and like hearing gunshots. And one of the main characters is involved in a gang because like his brother and like everyone in his family is in this gang and it's like even though all this is happening around them at the same time they're still kids and all the drama and the characters everything is just hilarious like it's one of those shows where even though we're like four years removed from high school you'll still relate and like find it hilarious like similar to what you said about all the boys i love before but what's different about this show is that not everything in their life is like peachy keen like they're literally like one of their friends is in a gang like they're mm-hmm. being raised in like single right. family homes and like one of the kids is pretending that like well he's actually gay but then he's like pretending that like to play football for his dad who's like a football legend and like there's just all these different types of stereotypes that are kind of debunked and it's really hitting home for kids in the younger generation i know and i know that they've won like different awards for this show and all but it's just kind of interesting to see these types of shows especially when we didn't have shows like that right. growing up that kind of had people that were completely different from us on yeah TV. there's like when it comes to like sitcoms i feel like there's always like this prejudice of like everything's fine like everybody's like financially stable like it's like you have like the nuclear family when you yeah. look at like like even like friends like this is like older you know like friends yeah like it's very much like why why it's like, like not necessarily <laughs> successful but like but money okay. never seems yeah. to be an issue even though they okay. might be struggling yeah. like money never seems to be None like an issue <laughs> like if there's like if like like they make like jokes and like the, the way that the seasons are worked out and stuff like that like people end up in the hospital and like, kind of stuff like like and then like for like a broken arm because they was like fucking around and stuff like that but like in reality like people like don't have cushion like that kind of like just to be like oh let me pay like a like a, a bill or whatever a medical bill all that kind of stuff like i feel like that's just like the wrong like the idea of like how the, how life is how, for everybody. How, yeah, in sitcoms working, like, that's like not necessarily like realistic to like what it's actually like in yeah, real life. Exactly, and now you have a teen drama that kind of shows that 
I recommend it. It's definitely fun. I think there was only like 10 episodes in the season. They're all short. It yeah. was really funny. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Love Island and Bachelor in Paradise. I think I just wanted us to touch on the whole Bachelor franchise in general. I know we talk a lot about like how different women and men from different backgrounds are represented in this franchise and I was even thinking a lot about like black and like mixed people then even looking back we don't have a lot of Asian diversity when it comes to the Bachelor yeah. franchise no. either and then even like really never, none at never. all no. like none yeah. that I can think of within the last few seasons now we have yeah. Benmo John who was half Asian half white but yes. like, even he was kind of buying into it a little bit like being like oh Chelsea's gonna like me because her last boyfriend was half Asian half white and like making mm. comments like that Boy. and it's like I, I get it because it's like oh like, like you're different than the normal this on the show but then it's like we can all see it and then when you yourself are buying into it it's like you almost feel like john you didn't have to do that like we like you regardless of your race right it's like it's like you don't want to reiterate that like you are different it's kind of it's it's like an unspoken like obvious thing yeah you know yeah i get it or even i've heard something recently where people on the internet were saying how the bachelor franchise particularly treats minority women and like single moms the same like as if they're kind of mm. the unwanted good or oh my gosh like he likes her and like it's his whole big deal or like when rachel was the first leading lady to be like the bachelorette mm-hmm. or like you made a good point of there's never been a black bachelor and yeah in general yeah yeah like and she was literally the first black bachelor and then she faced a lot of black back of not backlash backlash from the black community when she ended up not choosing the black male that people thought was going to make it all the way to the end so it's like you're feeling backlash and pressure from all these different areas and it's just a lot it would just be nice to see like all these different relationship shows portray diverse couples right. in like a good light because that's like becoming a reality where like there's definitely going to be like biracial couples like that's like just how it works yeah or even like black love or hispanic love relationships mm-hmm. that aren't mixed relationships that aren't mixed yeah we just don't see a lot of true because i feel like there's only like we see a lot of families that are just or a lot of like love situations on like they only come from like the perspective of like a white love not like black love yeah. or white and black love or white, white Asian, Asian love, love. Yeah. White love. <laughs> like you know modern family like the dad is dating the dad so like, yeah but I'm like and that's like still even a little bit stereotypical because it's like you have like the older rich dad with yeah. like the hotter exotic young really step right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they always like point it out too that she's like foreign Exactly. Yeah. You know, like they always poke fun at her for like how she says things or her yeah. accent and yeah. like her dialect and et cetera, et cetera. And, like, and that's just not it's like she's she's just a bad yeah. bitch. Like, yeah. Let her be. And her and her in real life, her husband, wow, he's so hot. And she yeah. has beautiful kids. She's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, no. She's I mean, so funny. Yeah. 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 But then have you guys seen Are You the One on MTV? I've heard I've about heard it. it. I haven't watched it. I've okay. watched like one episode, anymore. but not to the show. Not to the point where I'm like, it's it's very competitive. Yeah. yeah, but then on another hand of like how people are represented, it's like they always every season like cast like either a mixed girl or a black girl that's that like crazy angry. Yeah. Like I'm like, why do you always have to like kind of buy into these stereotypes? And it's like every time they cast these girls, 
it's like they know that the only way they're gonna get screen time is if they, they act out. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's just hard. It's like if you're gonna be a black female going these shows or just Asian female, Hispanic females, like you shouldn't have to buy into this stereotype. You remember Bibiana on Ari season? Like she was a sassy Hispanic girl. It's like why does she? Like she didn't need to. Right. They always have to make you kind of form oh, this character. There's there's always that like unresolved narrative of like how they want like I was just talking about this in my class but like how like black women are always like portrayed in like sexualized ways or like well like women that aren't like just like not necessarily like white yeah like exotic exotic erotic they're like middle eastern or if they're like black or that they're like from like Asian, oh my yeah. god, Asian women yeah. are like the always don't like, don't like yeah. Don't even get me started on but Asian. But they over sexualize like, like they over sexualize them in the sense of like not sexualizing them. It's like it, like because like they seem that they're submissive, so it's kind of like the you have like not like the master and the slave type of situation of like how like men are like you know like masculine versus feminine and all like like stereotypical stuff, and it's like definitely portrayed through media. But now we have like all these shows that are kind of like breaking down the walls. Yeah. yeah. Which is good, because, I mean, you, if you ever come at me with that delicate flower Asian oh my, stereotype, I know. you are in for a fucking wake-up call. It drives me I am nuts. 180 nothing like that, you know? It's like, that's <laughs> my mind looks like the delicate yeah. Asian type, but, like, but yeah. the personality is there, boo. Yeah. The personality is right. there. <laughs> and then the last show I kind of wanted to bring up was Love Island. I know that both Sophie and I watched this over the summer, but it's a British-based TV show, and now CBS bought the rights to it, so they're going to bring it to the u.s whack of course it's a bad idea yeah of course the US ruins every show like, oh yeah the, the america ruins every tv show x factor x on the beach all these british reality shows that are golden they just completely destroy them but anyway so love island is a show that kind of has a similar prep a similar like kind of vibe to bachelor in paradise except like they kind of bring it's live and well, not live, live, but it's happening in real time. Mm. So the viewers have responsibility because they can vote people off or like vote people into dates and vote for their favorite couple. So it's like you have that pressure of the audience and making sure the audience doesn't hit you because it's one of those shows where like my like British like extended family members when I saw them over the summer they were like this show is literally like. It's like the Super Bowl for Americans, and it comes on every single day in the UK. People, everyone, like everywhere, watches this show. So it's like a huge it's such a good phenomenon. show. Too. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, like, when you when you're on the show, like you know everyone is going to know your name the minute you step off that plane, mm-hmm. and like you have the different couples that are forming, and like new people come throughout, and then at the end you win like a grand prize if you win, and then you kind of have this thing of like being oh like the winner of Love Island. But moral of the story is they have the first like ever fully black cast like cast member who was a woman on this cast like they've had black males before but then Samira Mighty was the first black female and like from the very get-go so she wasn't picked oh yeah and that was extremely hard and I know I'm not trying to make this a conversation for myself but like watching as a dark-skinned female looking at another dark-skinned female on tv watching her not be picked was yeah, because it's like that, and that's accurate in how like it is. It's like yeah. real life. Like, like yeah, 
Yeah, no, 100%. It's a bunch of bullshit because, like, black women have been told that they're not beautiful because they're skin color. And, like, then society has, like, also, like, been like, oh, like, we don't see you beautiful because, like, that's how society has told, what is what is told of us to think. Exactly. It's just bullshit. And then and then you're watching it on live television and it's just like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just, like, completely it's reiterates. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. Too, and it's, it's so like, bad. so many of my friends from school and everything we were watching over the summer and they would be like, oh, like, certain conversations that Samira would have with, like, her white friends would be like this just is they're like this makes me sad because this reminds me of conversations that we've had i'm like yeah, yeah like no shit yeah honestly. you're like i wasn't tripping I, no, like i've been sad. saying it but it's just like also it's like you kind of don't want to like live in that reality it's like it's okay i mean it's not okay but then i think she did a good job of representing herself while she was on the oh, show she was so much fun yeah but what was annoying was the fact that like people would be like oh my god samir is perfect she's funny she's this she's that she's talented great body but then all the boys that were her friends would say this to her, but then none of them would want to couple up with yeah. her. So it's just like the reality, sad reality, and that's in Europe. So it's like that literally mm. these different stereotypes and these different things that like black females and just diverse women in general go through, it's all over the world. Yeah, 100%. And then you had Kaz. Yeah, who was like then kind of got like the exotic card. Yeah, she sure did. Did she even like. What did she wear when they had, like, the little dance-off? Do you remember? Yes, it was very, like, culturally, like... Yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. questionable. And the thing is, I don't think that they really took the time to get to know her background. She would just label it as this exotic she half, beauty. But she had to have tie, have something. So she wasn't, like, fully, like, Asian, but no. she was half. But she definitely got the label of, like, being the exotic, ambiguous, like... Yeah. yeah, and then she kind of got away with that. And she came with a darker skin tone, too, but then it was a lot different for Samira. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was just... But then the black men, like Wes and Josh, I mean, they were half black, but still, like, they kind of just flew by. They always had different women at their yeah. disposal to kind of go through. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, at least I know my brother's going to be fine. <laughs> like, Very true. Not to be negative, but just shining the light on the different types of representation. Just speaking too. real. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully things change in the future, as we said, society's progressing. Right. And, like, it's exciting to see, like, even more TV shows are coming out, even more stuff. Like, the people, it, it'd be different if, like, Queer Out to all the bo- to all the boys I love before, all that kind of stuff, like, was released and, like, it didn't get this type of, like, hype. Yeah. It's like these things are getting released and they're, like, pushing the boundaries and people are loving it, too. Like, it just, like, give the people what they want. Like, people want racially, like, happy like folks that are on television and like we want to see like more representation accurate organic like natural representation of like people yeah um of different marginalized oppressed groups and yeah. we love it. and now that we're seeing it we love it and we're eating it up, eating it up yeah on the plus side i think it's nice even though some of these like things that we brought up or some of the things we talked about especially regarding like the love-based tv shows i think it's kind of important that we see these experiences even if they are negative yeah. so the people that aren't aware of the different experiences that people of diverse backgrounds go through are aware yeah you know well I don't think if things were perfect for them then they would be like well then why are black women always angry and like why do yeah. asian women think that women think they're delicate flowers right it's like yeah. if now that they're seeing it they can be like oh i can't say anything anymore yeah right Right. <laughs> it has to be an accurate representation and yeah. not stereotypical. Because there has been some representation, but it hasn't been accurate. It's been stereotypical. Exactly. And that's just feeding into, like, soci- like how society is framing certain individuals. So we need um, TV producers, directors, writers. Let me see you work. Yes. Right. Keep it up. 
Because we, we love it. We like it. And we love it's it. not like it's getting going underneath the radar and not getting love. Mm-hmm. Like, it is getting love. So why not feed it more into that? Why not make these type of things? It'll come. Yeah. yeah. It, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Like, it's coming like, in more, yeah. yeah, more TV shows are coming out. We have, we know we have um, Crazy Rich Asians 2 coming out. And to all the boys I love before, too. Two, yeah. Oh. Oh, we're going to be, like, 24, 25. Yeah. And I'm still loving it. <laughs> yeah. No, we're still going to be loving it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Yeah, check us out on our social media. Um... You can check out our website, theweeklybakay.strikely.com. Shoot us an email at theweeklybakay at gmail.com. Uh, but once again, I'm Jasmine. I'm Sophie. And I'm Toby. And you've been listening to The, the Weekly, Weekly Bakay. Bakay.